Welcome everybody to March 23rd, 2020 live roundtable edition of Daycast from the Coast. My name is Adam Miles and I'm joined as always by Tim Johnson and Josh Lambert. How the hell are you guys? Horrible. 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 You. <laughs> I'm off. Yeah, fuck. No. Okay, T- Tim's got something to rant about, so we're going to have to open up the show with this. Tim, you want to talk about it, don't you? This this COVID-19 shit is insane, okay? And it's not it's not so so much this this scary What was that? <laughs> it was my know. cell phone. Sorry. Um it's it's not so much how you know uh, serious and scary this this virus this pandemic that's going around. What's making it even scarier is the people's reactions. And um, I I was at the bank and uh, literally got cussed out by this this woman for coughing into my sleeve um, <clears throat> because I guess she's terrified and I had no right to be there apparently because you know. Cause, whatever and because you coughed because i coughed or uh sneezed, sneezed yeah sneezed. sneezed i sneezed into my sleeve um i don't know because random dust went up my nose like <laughs> like <laughs> but this this fucking woman with, around with you yeah this woman with uh, uh a fucking i want to speak to your manager haircut fucking started cussing me out in line uh, like to give a little little backstory, okay, so I was bored last night, and um, I bought myself a scratch ticket when I was up at the, the, the corner store or whatever. I bought this this scratch ticket, and uh, I won 30 bucks on it. Woo! Nice. So, um, I was all fucking happy and, you know, <laughs> really, really jazzed, and fucking, uh, because no one is um, really accepting cash... I decided to go to the bank that was right there and decided to, you know, deposit it in my account. I mean, it's only 30 bucks, but whatever. So I'm standing in line, my my winnings, and I, I sneeze. I just random sneeze. And I, I did it the proper way into my sleeve or whatever. And uh, this woman turns around and literally starts going on about how... Um, I have no right to be there if I'm sick. And I'm like, lady, I'm not sick. I pretty much live the quarantined life anyway. So anyways, uh, you know. It sounds to me like you're a fucking degenerate that shouldn't have been at the fucking bank sneezing. Yeah, no, I had, I, had, I had no business at the bank. Um, and, I mean, to be fair, um, I have been rarely leaving the house unless I have to. Um, not that that's really any different than any other day in my life, but, um, like I said, uh, she, she, you know, um, you know, she was cursing at me and stuff and I didn't take it to the level that I wanted to, um, because (laughs) honestly, no, because it's a public place and she's reacting out of fear and, um, who swears at a bank? I don't know. This Karen did. Holy Land. Like you're not allowed to. You can't do that shit. You can't do that here. But anyways, yeah. Like I said, this this Karen woman. Fucking. That's not (laughs) obviously her name. But um, yeah, she started cussing me out at the bank, and uh, that that was my that that was like an hour and a half ago. All right. Wow. And I mean, I I got I got up to the fucking the teller, and the teller's like, "How are you today?" And I was like, "Did you not just see what happened?" <laughs> so, and then like, like, like because I'm an asshole, like 
you know, at, at, up at all the tellers, they got the, the hand sanitizer. And I'm like, hey, I sent over to her and I'm like putting the hand sanitizer <laughs> on and shit. And, but anyways, I mean, that was the extent. I mean, it was there was no violence, but it just it rubbed me the wrong way because of, you know, like, come on, lady. And I, I wasn't even close her. to her. I probably should have fought her. Yeah. yeah. Squared up. Square up. Square up, lady. Square up. Let's go. I challenge so, you to fisticuffs. It, uh, it, 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 well, it was my first real experience of, you know, the state of terror out there right now in the world. Um, yeah, people are acting crazy. Because, I mean, most of my interactions, people have been very friendly and courteous, and everybody's been abiding by, you know, the stand six feet away rule, and I, I've been doing that as well. Um, you know, I, I, I've only left my house maybe twice, three times since this whole thing started. So, you know, I, I make sure that I have a reason to leave the house. And, you know, putting $30 in my account apparently wasn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, we've been we've been on lockdown ourselves pretty much. But, I mean, like, you know, other than going out to, like, archery on, like, you know, Sunday and Wednesday nights, we lead a pretty busy in-house life anyway you know what i mean so it's like now we just don't get to archery like what the fuck you know what i mean jacob comes down like all the time he's like yeah i just like sped run through resident evil 7 what else am i gonna do and he's like just find something else to do it's it's incredible what the kids are doing with their time but i couldn't imagine being a fucking kid right now mm, yeah i know because like when we mean? were kids we didn't mind not being in school but we had shit to do you know, my like, kid's loving it, man. He's playing yeah, all these no video doubt. games. That's what I mean. They're fucking. They they got oh. the rest of the year off just to play video games. Well, just about. It hasn't been made official in Nova Scotia yet that the rest of the year. Pretty is much, off. though. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they, they, I'm getting emails from the school board saying that they're working on some sort of like a a work from home scenario for the kids to at least give them something of an education for the rest of the year. And I'm like, okay. Lesson plans designated to the parents to teach, probably, or something to that effect. <laughs> Yes. Good luck. <laughs> you will call me Mr. Miles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, Josh, how you been? <laughs> I'm doing good, buddy. COVID outbreak. I don't, I don't live this uh, internal life like you guys. I'm, an, I'm a uh, necessary means to the cog of the world of the workforce. I'm still out there supplying groceries to people. All right, moving on, gentlemen. Tonight we are going to have. A general run of topics. We have, first and foremost, gentlemen, first topic of the night. Friday the 13th, part five, turns 35 years old. 35. Why is this... Staying alive. Why is this important? Because this is like the black sheep of the series. (laughs) And I don't understand it. And we've had these discussions many times before, gentlemen. Many times before. Justice... I don't agree with... I don't agree with them at all. I don't. I, I don't agree. I think, I think that, uh, I think it's a great movie. <laughs> it is a great movie. It is. It absolutely is. I mean, the one thing that always. But it's not. It is the outsider. Like it's not like all the others. Well, I mean, it's almost as if like those people that were butt hurt back in the day watching this in theaters were like, "What do you mean that's not Jason?" It's like, you know, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Who, who cares? Well, and that's the thing, right? And I've actually had people, you know, 
in one breath say, I hate part five because it's not Jason. And in another breath say, oh, I love that scene, by the way, where Jason, like, you know, kills the guy with the leather strap on the tree. And I'm like, you know, that's in part five and that wasn't yeah, Jason. That's not Jason. <laughs> oh, well, then I love the part where the guy in the toilet gets killed. Okay, once again, that's not Jason, guys. That's That's Roy. And Roy's fucking awesome. This movie has some of the most memorable kills in the series. It's got some of the best people in the series. And Roy was badass. Who cares if it wasn't Jason? He was a perfect copycat yep. killer. Yep. So, you know what? It's important to state that the the fact that, you know, it's 35 years old now, it doesn't get near the love that it deserves. And you know what? People need to give this movie a chance. Fuck the fact that it isn't Jason. This guy pulled off the crimes almost in a perfect manner. He would have gotten away with it, too. Did they do, like, a special release or anything for 35? No, but this brings up the next part of this topic that I was going to bring up. The rumor mill is going... Oh, my God, we should make a fan film. (laughs) Sure, let's make a fan film. Oh, my God, we should make a fan film about Roy. We totally should. (laughs) We totally should. We totally should make a fan film about Roy, and guess what we should call it? Roy? Roy. Totally should. I bet you I could get a script done pretty damn quick, too, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe it. No, but this does bring up another t- slight topic or addition to this. The rumor mill's going nuts right now that there's apparently a whole new box set coming out with 12 Friday the 13th films in it. Now, doing the math on that, not too many box sets, or no box sets in the past have been released as a complete system. Like, they, they don't, the, the whole series is not in one complete box set at this time. No. So what does that mean? I, I zoned out. I zoned out there for a minute. What? What are we talking about? <laughs> there are rumors floating around as of like yesterday that there are going to be there's going to be a new box set for Friday Thirteenth release that's got twelve films total in it. So what ones would it be missing? Because I know my box set is missing the remake and yeah. Jason X. Well, let, well, let's let's see here, right? So you got. 9 and 10, so Jason X is 10, right? Then you'd probably have Freddy versus Jason in the remake. Yeah. That'd be 12 yeah. movies in a box set. So that means it would be literally the first time that we've had a complete series of Friday the 13th released all in one. And I didn't think we'd ever see that again since they were arguing over the uh, distribution rights and everything for the first one. Yeah, which is supposed to like wrap up here shortly anyway. Uh, uh, Zimmerman's been... Or Zimmer... Larry Zerner, Larry Zerner. He's been, he's been talking about it uh, nonstop on Twitter and stuff like this. And he said that, uh, he he thinks that everything will be, uh, you know, wrapped up here pretty quickly on this. So it just goes to show you though, if somebody's preparing all 12 to go into a box set, you know, like that it's going one way or the other at this point. And obviously they're, whoever's going to be producing it or putting it out is looking to, you know, cash in on the fact that the rights are going to land in one place now. Which is awesome. It is. We're going to benefit as fans. Yes, we will. (laughs) All right, moving on to the next topic. So, next topic of conversation. The Resident Evil 3 demo got released on the consoles. And uh, to quite a surprising positive note, people have been uh, playing the shit out of this. Why is that surprising? This game is amazing. it's, it's, It's surprising because even though we haven't really like we've seen some videos and we've seen a couple screenshots, but there are some things that, uh, I mean, I played through the demo and I was kind of really shocked. Like the, 
what we've seen before the demo came out doesn't even begin to really describe the effort that they put into this damn game. It is difficult, man. Like, it is rough, and it is gorgeous looking. I heard it's just fucking relentless. Oh, th- that's why I'm saying it's difficult, man. Yeah. It is fucking relentless. Like, one minute, okay, I think I'm in the clear. Next thing you know, something's fucking grabbing you and chewing on you. It's, it's, it is absolutely, just the demo. Because you can't choose the, the, the difficulty ratings, right? So you're, it's like, they just, oh, okay. they just like put you on fucking high. And it's like, it's, it's, man, it's terrible. It's rough. Jacob fucking got farther than I did in the demo. <laughs> well, that's not surprising. Yeah, I know. It's not surprising, but you know. He's like, oh, You're man, Dad, man. do you remember this part in the demo? And I'm like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm just an old man. I'm just an old gamer. I was trying to tell him about the shitty controls of the original Resident Evil series. <laughs> it definitely was hard. It was difficult. And then he went back and he was playing the remake of Resident Evil 1, and he's like, you're right, those controls do suck. <laughs> tank <laughs> controls, they're called. Yeah, tank controls. Whatever direction you're facing is whatever, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. So yeah, so Resident Evil 3, um, they're not pushing out the releases or anything else, but once again, this is this is causing panic all over the place because it's been going all over the internet about the release of other games like Doom Eternal and stuff like this that have been causing like lineups. Yeah. You know, people are just hitting the stores and they're they're not doing their social distancing stuff, right? So yeah. horror. Well, Animal Farm released there the other day, and I guess there's a huge line in the mall. To get the EB to everyone get their Animal Farms, so they could play Animal Farm when they're fucking Animal up. Crossing. Animal Crossing. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal released on the same day at the same time, and the crowds were <laughs> ridiculous for them. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that won't happen. Anymore. I mean, I I can understand. I I absolutely understand um, why people would be kind of pissed off, but can't you just everything's digital download now? Yeah, but I'm old school, man. I got to get my my discs. I do like it, owning a physical copy of certain things, like Resident Evil Seven and stuff like that. I did, I did have, I had to buy that when it came out. Yeah. Okay. All right, moving on to the next topic, gentlemen. The rights to a Nightmare on Elm Street have reverted back to Wes Craven's estate. Now, this is not necessarily brand new news. However, it is you know glorious sounding because they're trying to decide what they want to do and they haven't quite figured out the direction that they want to take. They're apparently talking to multiple people about different scripts and, and, and different directions that they may want to take the, uh, the franchise and the series and everything else. However, in the midst of that, it's playing havoc on current licensed product. So in a weird uh, situation, Mortal Kombat and shit, eh? Yeah. Mortal Kombat, uh, 11 or XL or whatever the hell it's called yeah. got pulled the uh, deluxe edition because Freddy Krueger was in it. And it was the remake version of Freddy Krueger too, but still Freddy Krueger nonetheless. And they're claiming that like the other version of Mortal Kombat, like Mortal Kombat 10, that's got Freddy in it as a, as you know, a piece will probably be pulled next. And uh, it kind of also goes into the fact that uh, Netflix is losing Nightmare on Elm Street this month. Mm. And so like, all of these Nightmare on Elm Street situations that are currently going on while we've been waiting for something to happen, all the content's being pulled right now and no future. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. They're going to, they're going to probably announce something and cash in on it heavily and you know, all the power to them. But this is a weird situation where they're literally just, instead of banking on current content that's out there and trying to make a couple of bucks off of it, they're fucking pulling it. Uh, it's pretty common. Yeah. I, I explained this, I think, the other day. The same thing happened with the Beatles rock band. 
Yeah, and didn't we already talk about this? Yeah. No, that was something else that got pulled, but this is it, it is a common when when rights uh, are up for negotiation and when they're looking at different contracts, the first thing is they do is they pull all existing PI. They say, yeah, get it off the market. Yeah, it's just a weird fucking situation, man. But, I mean, that just tells you they're 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 pulling it. That means, in my opinion, and a lot of people are rumbling about this right now, too, they're getting ready to roll on something. And yep. when they hit the ground, they're going to be running pretty damn quick. So, it won't be too long. Won't be too long, I don't think, gentlemen. Depends on if old Robert England's in it or not. Old Robert England. Old Robbie. Robert England. Next topic. HP Lovecraft's Celeface is being uh, adapted, uh, toting an all-practical approach by Dream Apex Pictures. Now, this is this is kind of interesting because HP Lovecraft has had a, a bit of a, a, a jump back in popularity when it comes to movies, thanks to things like Color Out of Space, uh, The Void, stuff like this. So Lovecraftian worlds are, are kind of coming back. So this one here, uh, published in 1922, H.P. Lovecraft's story, Celephus, is the author's latest work that's headed to the screen. Celephus still tells the story of a boy who has the most wonderful dream when he's seven years old, but he spends 66 miserable years desperately trying to find it again to escape his mundane and depressing life. It's almost like like an addict chasing the dragon at this point. It's it's he's so obsessed with it. He's trying to, you know, replicate and duplicate <clears throat> the dream and the feelings of this dream over years. I can honestly say that. it is weird, man. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it is. It's just fucking <clears throat> And I love I love Lovecraft. Like his Reanimator's classic, you know, The Beyond is is amazing classic lurking fear, all that stuff is great. Um, I don't think I've ever read this one though. So I'm, I'm intrigued kind of like, you know, when antlers was coming around, they said it was based on the story. I might go back and read this one see if there's anything I can take from it, but I don't know. Did you guys, octopus things. yeah, tentacles and octopus. Did, did you guys ever <laughs> watch that one color out of space? No, um, it's on the list. I never got a chance to watch it yet though, but I heard it was good. It's a very slow burn. And I usually don't mind a slow burn film, but in like a two hour film, the last half an hour is like the best, the best of the whole movie. Mm. Like when it, when the actual, like the payoff starts to occur, it's fucked and it goes for miles, man. Like there was one scene I was like, I can't fucking believe they actually filmed that for this movie. This is weird. And it was like some real gnarly shit too. Like that's saying something. So Lovecraft making a comeback continuously. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they have been doing a lot of Lovecraft shit. Like, look at the lighthouse. Yeah. But um, I find that the newest season of um, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina went very yeah. Lovecraftian. Very Lovecraftian, definitely. Mm. I mean, the inspirations there are all over the place, you know, right, right down to the fact that Del Toro was trying for years to get it uh, in, in the Mountains of Madness pulled off. And now they've actually announced that there's like a trilogy, uh, a Cthulhu trilogy of some kind that a Lovecraftian, you know, movie series that's being produced like high budget. So it's hard to say. 
It's gonna be those yay, Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Those aren't the kind of movies that do well. You don't want to spend a lot of money on them. <laughs> no, but I mean something something as a you know streaming series would work. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean they're. There's always been some hit or miss, but I mean, you go back to some of the direct-to-video shit that was released back in like the '90s, like Dagon and Necronomicon. It was actually mm-hmm. some good shit. Like I went back and revisited some of that like years later, and it's it wasn't bad. A little kooky with some of the effects work, but overall, you know. Uh, next up, our wonderful friends at Shutter have decided to cash in on the whole shut-in scenario and have produced a code, shut-in, all one word, all uppercase, gives you 30 free days of Shudder. I just had to put this out there because, as horror fans, there is shit on Shudder that people just need to be watching. And, you know, to get free 30 Mm -hmm. days with, you know, no real requirements, people just jump on that. That is just incredible. So, I mean, I just want to throw that out there. It's not even huge news. I'm just saying... Go get Shutter. Like I paid for it for the year myself up front, and I don't regret a damn thing about it. There's some. Good now you're shit a sucker. You could have got a month for free. Oh, what an idiot! Fucking dummy. Damn it, Adam. What an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty. Three much. from Hell. That's uh, Shutter exclusive, isn't it? It is Shutter exclusive. Pretty sure. Uh, same with uh, One Cut of the Dead. Have you guys seen yep. that one? Yep. No. That one's, good, one. that one's good. I was surprised by it because it just looked a little too hokey, and then it gets rolling, and I just I loved it. I thought it was great. And you've got uh, the new Creep Show. New Creep Show series. Absolutely. Just go and sell it. Yeah. Go take a look, everybody. Go take a look. <laughs> all right. Now, this is an interesting one that all comes back to exactly what the what we're dealing with here when it comes to the um, uh, when it comes to the uh, COVID nineteen situation. But uh, movie theaters all <laughs> over are shutting down, and movie production studios are taking the opportunity to actually release uh, early digital copies. Good. So this is great because you've <laughs> got... Good. Gross. They got fucking sticky floors, fucking $15 popcorn. You, you gotta wear pants. <laughs> like, theaters are garbage. It, what, I'm pretty sure you don't have to wear pants, but... You you know. Have you tried not wearing pants in a the theater? You gotta wear pants. No. Okay. <laughs> Got Josh has tried. Apparently, this is this is saying that. So some some of the first ones that got released were obviously uh, the Hunt, which was a movie that was kind of like somewhat shelved for its uh, socio, you know, political views, uh, and uh, the Invisible Man uh, has made it or is making it like this week or something like this. So that's just that's just the whole tip of the iceberg there. So. There's rumors right now that, uh, I know it's not horror, but it's still pretty cool. There's rumors that uh, Marvel and Disney will be releasing Black Widow straight to streaming services as well. Not going to happen. Not going to happen, don't think? Not going to happen. They have to, no, they need to make their money. They need to make their money. And them doing, you know, however much they're going to, you know, uh, do video on demand for, like, I don't know, anywhere between 5 and 20 bucks to rent it for, like, Three or four days. It's not going to happen. They'd sooner sit it on a shelf for two years. Yeah. Well, I mean, the unfortunate thing is, is that like a lot of these movies that are coming out that can be shelved and moved to a different date. The newest James Bond movie. You know, things that aren't connected. Like the MCU specifically puts out 
films in a certain order, right? Like they're adding to, you know, at least some of the details of the movie, adding to the overall arcane story or whatever. So if they were going to release these out of date, um, which originally was the plan, um, I can't see them, especially Black Widow, I can't see them releasing it to video on demand or anything like that. It, it, I mean, it's hard to say because when you look at it, Marvel, I mean, that's one situation, but it is owned by Disney and Disney's already started pulling the plug on, on theater releases. Uh, Onward was just in theaters for like a week and then it's going to dis- uh, on demand already. Uh, you know, so like, you know, you've got the whole parent company scenario where they might actually be pulling the strings a little bit harder than you think. So it's not out of the question. And this is why a lot of people are talking about it this way. So. You never know. We might get to see it. No, you have to find a way don't. to stay current. It's true. Because yeah. you got no park, you got no <laughs> movies. Like, you got to stay current somehow. <laughs> they get a lot of staff to pay, I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, let me see here. Next topic of conversation we have supporting Canadian horror. Chow Boys by Astron 6 was released online in its entirety today so just as an fyi for anybody who doesn't know what this is or doesn't know astron 6 shame on you if you don't astron 6 is a collective of filmmakers and actors from uh basically western canada uh comprised of people uh such as stephen kostansky who made uh, and jeremy gillespie uh matthew board kennedy Connor Sweeney, all these guys, great guys. They basically, they made a bunch of movies like Father's Day for Trauma, The Editor, Manborg, uh, all these kind of really trashy, awesome grindhouse films, which are all fucking amazing in their own way. And uh, over the last couple of years, they haven't really been doing a lot because Stephen Kostansky, more so than anybody, has kind of really kind of moved on to some big things. He did The Leprechaun Returns. The, uh, the one that's actually like a true Leprechaun sequel. Yeah. It was really good. Um, and uh, a couple of other movies. He's got one coming out now called Psycho Gorman, which I talked about previously. Uh, mm-hmm. So this was like the last outing for Astron 6, and it went to Sundance uh, as a short. And it's only like nine minutes long. And it just really kind of shows their funny-ass humor in horror. So for anybody who is not familiar with Astron 6, I recommend highly going and taking a look at Chow Boys on YouTube right away. It's funny as shit. It sucks that I had to wait this long to see it because it, it was like, you know, released last year at like Sundance and some festivals and we're just getting to see it now. But normally we'd have to wait for like a DVD or movie release to come out and it would be like an extra. So it's great that we're getting to see it anyways, but check that out. Support, uh, support Canadian horror and check out Astron six and all the other stuff that they've done. These guys are fun as shit. I seen you were kind of like raising fun as shit. They're fun as shit. Never heard of them. Never heard of them. Josh, you love a good cheesy ass film. You need to go look up Astron (laughs) six. I I do love a good cheesy horror movie. Actually, uh, Manborg is on shutter. Manborg. Manborg. Half man. Manborg. All over it. Yeah, you, I went to a screening that was hosted by Jason Eisner, who made uh, Home with a Shotgun in Halifax. He was given a copy of the film to screen at the Carbon Arc Cinema. And uh, a bunch of us went, and it was it was just a fucking blast. It was a blast. So, I did see Home with a Shotgun. Yes, of course you did. You wouldn't be from Nova Scotia if you didn't. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yes, check out Asteron Six. Check out Chow Boys. It's hilarious, and uh, you know, support uh, support your uh, Canadian horror. Uh, okay, we got uh, a topic or two that uh, Josh sent along too. So this one was fun as hell. Fun S- as hell. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost <laughs> did a PSA, Shaun of the Dead style, about COVID nineteen. It was adorable. Have you seen this? It's pretty funny. It's adorable. It's adorable. Yeah, don't go to the Winchester. Yeah. No, stay home. It was great. It was. It was. It was fun. It was. Uh, it was. It was very good to see these two because, like, I'll watch anything with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost in it, it like individually or together. And uh, I'm totally stoked over the fact that they got their own production company running now, and they're going to be focusing on like horror and action movies. Nice. They can continue the uh, Hot Fuzz series. Oh, the uh, the Cornet the Cornetto series from Edgar yeah. Wright. Yeah, I love Hot Fuzz. Yeah, good movies. <laughs> Why is that something to giggle at? I love me some Hot Fuzz because of how creepy you said it. I love Hot I love Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. You were like really close to the microphone <laughs> when you said it. All right, Fuzz. fine, fine. Yeah, so check out check out this PSA. I mean, people are always looking for some way to explain what you should what you should do, and people are always posting on Facebook, you know what you you know the do's and don'ts of of the the current quarantine situation. This is the best way to tell people about what the fuck to do, and it's funny as hell. So definitely share this around, people. Share it around. Uh, ooh, abominable. Is a what new... someone just talking about really stupid cheesy movies? I do <laughs> love me a cheesy movie, and this, this looks one. as cheesy as shit. I seen a clip from this the other day, and then Josh is like, "We need to talk about the trailer got released." I'm like, "Oh crikey!" <laughs> so yeah, so abominable the story of the, the the abominable snowman in a horror movie, basically the Yeti as it would be. The trailer got released, and this is. I don't know, Josh. Josh, just just explain what. I don't know, buddy. I, what do you want me to say? They're in the fucking Arctic woods, and people start going missing and dying. And guess what? This is the abominable snow monster. And he looks great. He's practical effects. He's ripping arms off. Blood going everywhere. It looks like yeah. they took a fucking gorilla suit from the eighties and painted it. Yeah, yeah. High the... quality. The, the the clip the other day was like the guy this guy like hitting the 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 the, uh, the creature and it's down on his knees and he like yells in its face and the thing gets up and like yeah. rips his face off or some shit it's like oh man awesome. this is gonna be brilliant brilliant this is an a one film a one film this is top of Josh's list by did the way. fucking Ouija Shark come out yet is that is that on, on Blu-ray fuck off <laughs> we yes it did, did um, it? I'm I'm trying to remember where it it was on something. And I was like, oh shit, they released it already. Probably on Shutter. <laughs> oh gosh, probably. I was. It's like I was flipping through Tubi TV there today and I thought of Josh because it was like Shark Exorcist and Two-Headed Shark Attack and Four-Headed Shark Attacks. And I'm like, oh shit. The Shit Bandit. You know it's good. <laughs> the the shit, shit Bandit. <laughs> shark Shit Attack. Uh, the oh, shark just man. fucking sneaks into businesses and shits in them. Yeah, pretty pretty much. <laughs> shits all over the walls and smiles. 
Uh, so there's there's your there's your wonderful stuff. And Tim Tim has a topic he wants to talk about though. I do. I don't have I an just... image that I'm going to put up on screen, but Tim, please proceed. Well, I was I was going through bloody disgusting, a site that I I usually do, um, and there hasn't really been much to talk about. I mean, obviously the topics that we had tonight, um, which I feel, you know, are kind of lackluster. Like, I mean, they're uh, hey, we're doing the best we can. In the words of Adam, we're doing the best we can. But I I did stumble upon while I was getting bored when Adam was talking. <laughs> as one does as one does uh, totally zones out um, writer Todd Farmer digs deep into the heart of the lost sequel of My Bloody Valentine 3D Part 2 now I saw that article <clears throat> um, I I mean we've talked to it a couple weeks ago when we did our Valentine's Day episode I'm a huge fan of the original My Bloody Valentine um, and not so much of the sequel or the the remake, um, but apparently this this Todd Farmer who penned the original uh, My Bloody Valentine, um, as well as Drive Angry, um, he uh, he's basically talking about uh, his his planned sequel that never happened. And I, I, it actually doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> like, really, it doesn't say... The synopsis basically is, is 10 years after the murderous minor, uh, Harry Warden, slaughtered a number of people in vicious in a vicious killing... Dispar- Ugh, I can't speak. Uh, vicious killing spree before disappearing into the mine uh, that previously employed him. Uh, prodigal son, Tom Herringer, uh, returns to his hometown of the state of Harmony a decade after narrowly escaping the business of Harry Warden's pickaxe. Now, to me, this sounds exactly like the fucking just remake. So what am I reading here? Uh, the unused just... script was just used for the remake. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Because... Uh, oh, go ahead, Adam. I was going to say, because one of the big things that came up there not that long ago, after the re-release and the re-release that just happened and the restorations of My Bloody Valentine, the original, they had talked about the fact that the original movie had an unmade sequel as well. So there's like two unmade sequels to My Bloody Valentine, one to the original and one to the remake now, that are kind of coming to light. I just, I love hearing about this shit. Like this, Mm. what could have been. Um, I mean, in all fairness i probably would have hated it because (laughs) i love the original so much and i just i felt that the 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 charm that the first one had was completely lost with the the remake um not shitting on any of the the people that made it or any of the actors um I just, I don't know, I felt it was very lackluster. Um, but, I mean, this this article, it's, it, it, it goes into detail of what this sequel would have been um, and a pretty, pretty accurate um, synopsis of, like, the opening scene. Um, you know, um, I think anybody who's, who's access to a computer on their phone or whatever uh, should absolutely read the article especially if you're a fan of my bloody valentine like it's it's (laughs) nice 
You don't look fucking impressed, Adam. Like, <laughs> what a dick. We're here listening to you babble on about bullshit for like a half hour, but Tim finds something he finally wants to talk about. Uh, fuck. Wow. And here we fucking go. Shit on Adam again. It's, no, it's you're going to get it it's after. Not a, it's, not an episode. <laughs> it's not an episode without shitting on me. So, okay. No. Um, okay. Open floor for any other topics that you guys want to talk about. If anybody's in the comments, my bloody to talk about anything. My bloody Valentine kind of segues into something kind of neat. So, you guys know that I ordered some dice that are made from the wood from the Evil Dead cabin. We do allegedly. I, allegedly, uh, I came into contact with a fella two days ago who lives in Tennessee mm-hmm. and has gone to the site of the original Evil Dead cabin and collected wood and bricks from the fireplace and all this stuff okay he's very interested in acquiring some samples from the area where my bloody valentine was filmed really so he's gonna send me some samples of he has from like the filming set the original set of the evil dead and at some point if i ever get down there to the city mines he would like me to send him up some rocks or something from that area. That's cool. That's very cool. It's pretty damn cool indeed. Pretty damn cool indeed, man. No, I like that. That's uh, I mean, that's that's really cool. I mean, I've there, there's been a couple of uh, pages like horror community pages that I've been on where that's like a big thing that people are trading up now. You know, like yeah. wood for wood from the original docks and cabins from Friday the Thirteenth. You know, stuff from the cabins and the dirt and the cellar floor dirt from Evil Dead and stuff like this. And yep. so, so you have the dice. So Ooh, I have the dice. The dice. Oh, we're getting a fucking live unboxing. Unboxing. Now, I should state that the man who sold me this is a cocksucker and should burn in hell. But yeah, yeah. here we are. Fuck, fuck him. Fuck him indeed. They're pretty cool. Aww. Oh, man. Awesome. awesome. Those are fucking awesome. That is genuine cabin wood right there. Can you Allegedly. feel it? Uh, don't Allegedly. put them don't put them by Beetlejuice. Yeah, no, don't put them by Beetlejuice. Bad idea. <laughs> Dem- demonic energies. Activate them. Exactly. Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's no good. Smell <laughs> your soul! I'll have some wood from the Evil Dead cab, and shortly some uh, some dirt and soot collected from the the original fireplace where the Necronomicon was burned. Very nice. cool. That is cool. That is very cool indeed. And uh, yeah, so however or whoever gets up to uh, Sydney Mines next, uh, <clears throat> I think I might try to get up there if Capricorn's still going on in in uh, September. So. Give me a uh, show. I'll let you know, and uh, you know, help a brother, so happened, help a brother he, uh, out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was—he was asking, like, what do I collect? And we were had this nice little chat, and he was saying how he'd really love some stuff from Canadian films. And I rattled off a couple that were filmed in Nova Scotia. And uh, as soon as I said my bloody Valentine, he showed me all these like props he has from the movie and uh, all these signatures from all the actors and all that stuff. So he's super into it, but he doesn't have any like stones from the uh, set. 
Tell him if he wants a custom Necronomicon. Let me know. Look at this fucking guy here. <laughs> right? Look at this fucking Always guy right here. Respect the hustle. Respect the hustle. Respect the hustle, Tim. That's right. Respect the hustle. Whatever. You tell him if he wants. <laughs> if you want one from the original <laughs> sculptor. You, you tell one him the if he wants sculptor. it from the original sculptor. Yeah. Contact me. Yeah. I'll fucking hook him up. Not one of these cheap fucking duplicates. These fucking uh, knockoffs. Knockoff. Necker knockoffs. Necker knockoffs. Alright, fine. Screw you guys, whatever. Alright, open floor conversation if anybody else has anything. If not, gentlemen, it's been a good night to discuss horror. Still waiting on my Evil Dead board game, but I got my dice. So, mm. I'm happy for now. Well, didn't you say the last time that the uh, the update was that the board game should have reached Canadian soil? They are in Canada. Okay. So it's not uh, like it's still coming from overseas, but it's just yeah. taking its time to get They're in fumigated Canada. and... Well, not even that. They need to ensure that all the Canadian buyers are given an opportunity to pay for shipping so that they can get their product before they just start shipping uh, out yes. ones and twosies they want to just do the whole load make sure it's all ship paid for so someone that fucking originally buy, bought it and paid lots of money on kickstarter is now lollygagging and won't pay the fucking 14 dollars to ship it mm. so it's fucking holding up production i almost want to just message be like listen how many of them is there? just fucking ship them all to me <laughs> yeah like i'll get take it. them just fucking get it done dude i will fucking take one if all it is is 14 bucks to right? release it i'll fucking take one <laughs> fuck <laughs> right on all right gentlemen with that we're gonna call it a night so thank you everybody for tuning in and watching us live on facebook and uh, interacting with us as we uh, do this show and uh, this this show will be posted to our actual youtube channel as well as to all of the major podcasting platforms that we actually produce our show on including spotify itunes google play and uh, don't forget everybody check us out on facebook like the misunderstood art company and uh, we do have a discussion group that we've kicked off again for they cast from the coast it's a cult horror web community so it's not just about the show but we do you know give the ability to talk about episodes and everything else so uh, just join it up we're trying to kind of start up a new community for the horror fans and uh we're on patreon by the way so uh why don't you just open up your hearts and your wallets and uh for a minimum donation to help us uh, produce content uh you know we'll uh, we'll have more opportunities to uh you know produce shows so uh thank you everybody and uh until next time tim Stay spooky and wash your hands and stay safe. But most importantly, stay spooky. And don't sneeze on anybody. And yeah, don't go to the bank. <laughs> don't go to the bank. Don't go to the bank. Josh? I have the opposite. It's go, go to the bank, sneeze on someone, fight them, and film it. <laughs> fight the, bum, bum fights? <laughs> or World Star Hip Hop. That's what it is. Right? right. The new one. Yeah, World Star. All right. <laughs> Shut up, Adam. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And until next time, thanks for joining us. Good night.